on the mic. Get, get on the mic. Just get on the mic. Get, get on, on the mic. mic. It's called Pirate Radio. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. You know the difference between justice and punishment. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Where's that damn torpedo? Shreddy, Jim! Walk it alone! I will end you. Mike on a mic! This is called Pirate Radio. Pam, Pam, I will end you. I like that he has to remind her. You know, like she forgot. Yeah. It's like he's to- he's had to tell her before, but she just yeah. didn't get it. Yeah. Clearly, she doesn't understand. Clearly, she doesn't understand that Archer will ruin her day. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is Mike on the mic on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of GGR. That is the Great Geek Refuge, if you're not familiar. Let me give you the web address. That is www.greatgeekrefuge.com. Today is actually our anniversary, our birthday. This is the day, one year ago, that we put up our first article. It was the one that I did that was about um, Star Wars The Phantom Menace and like how you could rewrite it so it didn't suck. Um, and then Steve did his article about superheroes and how they would fare in like the uh, the athletic realm. Um, so yeah, it's a very uh, very special day today. I'm very excited. Um, the fact that it, you know we actually have had people read our stuff is pretty exciting. But more so, and this is exciting too, we actually have a very special guest on the podcast today because he is hard to track down. Let me tell you, like worse than Kaiser Soze, like that just disappears into the wind. Uh, and that is Ben Shaw. Uh, you guys may remember Ben Shaw from the Comic Con episode that we did uh, a few months back. But Ben, uh, would you say Ben? The foul mouthed artist. The foul mouthed artist. The one that does the impression of Carmine Falcone from Batman Begins. <laughs> I still listen to that, and it still makes me laugh. Don't come in here with your anger. You're Gotham's favorite son. Everyone knows who Don't you are. Come in here with your anger, because your mommy and your daddy got shot. Got shot. You're <laughs> Gotham's favorite son. You'd have to go 500 miles away from here to, you know, see anybody that doesn't know who you are. See, oh I can God, I can plug you right now, kid, and not a damn thing would happen. And that's power money can't buy. You know that whole thing. I, I'm pretty sure it's not word for word, but yeah, I love that part. Just because he just looks at him like, yeah. don't, don't come in here with your anger. You don't what, know. You man. don't know, man. <laughs> well, that's just like your opinion, man. See, as um, for all the people who have been listening to this podcast, I actually promised you guys a while back that every single time we do this, I probably have a different intro or a different opening. And I've tried to stay true to that. Uh, this one was a little bit different. But it, they're just so much fun to do, and they're and like I get such a kick out of them. that I'm just gonna keep doing this. Um, wow. So I mean, this has been a year that we've been doing this. Um, it's been less than a year, like six months, maybe seven months that we've been doing the podcast. But still, just like the fact that the website's still around and like people are reading it is is still pretty exciting yeah. for me. 
It's not a failed experiment. It is not a failed experiment. And not only that, we can combine all of our resources because all the Ethan Stone stuff that we work on goes right up on the website. So, woohoo! Yep. Pretty exciting. But also, Ben, um, main reason I wanted to have you on is because I don't really get to talk to you that much anymore. We used to talk like every day, like like schoolgirls, like yeah. until like nine o'clock. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Um, but Ben is a recent father. Him and his wife, Becky, uh, had a baby back in April. So he has been fighting the good fight. For anybody that's a parent, you guys know that the first like three to four months are just like... God. Yeah, it's like being a POW. Like, it's just yeah. constant torture and pain. So awful. Yeah. Well, like, and I described it to you one time and you were like, oh my God, that's an amazing analogy. I described it like basic training in the army. That like... <laughs> you, you get beat down and rebuilt into the perfect father. Like you, you, you're sleep deprived and you're trained. And then like, when you finally get it, it's this like moment of, of joy that you just can't explain. You're just like, my kid finally slept through the night. Oh my oh God. God. This is so great. Say what <laughs> it was, it was amazing. Like my, my wife, Becky, uh, like she, like she's, she's pumping. So she's pumping like every four hours. So she really gets, I don't know, like a total of like two, maybe an hour and a half of like rest every four hours. Do that all day for like, you know, nine weeks. And, and, and let me see what you find. (laughs) See if you come back like a whole person, you know, with all of your brain intact. It it can't happen. No, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I finally got, um, this DVD. And uh, I tried uh, some stuff when it's from the happiest baby on the block, and oh my god, it fucking worked. And and I, I I laid the kid down like he before like he would uh he would like we would have to have the lights on yeah and he would have to be like in the boppy like positioned properly at the right time without uh without like other noise you know like the yeah like the the thing that everyone thinks that like babies need, you know, and all that, and then like do the the parent like ninja walk like out the room, <laughs> and it's like, it's like something out of Lord of the Rings. The only way to yeah. enter these caves is to do it at midnight when the moon is shining through this tree limb, and you say the magical elfin words to make your baby fall asleep. Yeah, it's yes, yeah. And I didn't have to do any of that shit. I went and I I had him because a big part of it is swaddling, and before we were morons and thought that he didn't like swaddling. We just weren't doing it right. So we did that. So I had him, you know, like milk drunk in like five minutes. He was and then he was out and he was all swaddled and crap. So in the dark, swaddled down on his back without a boppy six, six straight hours. That's awesome. And I was so excited. I called my mom at like twelve thirty, and I was like, "Mom, mom, I did it, mom! Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm not even yelling. I'm like, "Oh my god!" You're yelling right now, but like in real life, you were probably like, "Mom, the baby is asleep." Yeah, well, because I, I was like downstairs, and I was like, "Mom, mom, listen." You know, it's great though. You'll get to a point, and and I told you this story, but I haven't told anybody on the podcast before. Um, when Jax was really little, he had a hard, like a horrible time getting to sleep at night and he wouldn't sleep through the night either. And Sandy and I were both like punch drunk. We were so exhausted from lack of like, just 
from not being able to get a full night's sleep because he was up every like hour or two. So we ended up form of torture, literally. It is, yeah. It's like it's it's horrible. Like you, everything becomes funny, and it's it's just it's yeah. So like we ended. The worst up... is we do ourselves for the little ungrateful kid. That's yeah. the worst part. The we it's do. not being forced on us. We're doing it on purpose. We chose this life. The thug I life... know. <laughs> the thug life didn't. I didn't choose the thug life. The thug life chose me. The baby life <laughs> chose me. Um. So we found that. Jax slept really well in his car seat. Like, I'd take him for a ride and drive around, he'd fall asleep, right? And he'd sleep really well in the car seat. And I told Sandy, I was like, okay, he's asleep. What if we left him in the car seat? And she was like, that's horrible. We can't do that. And I was like, no, no. No, no, look. He's sleeping. Bring him inside. I brought him inside. (laughs) Look, here he is in his car seat. And look, and I rocked him back and forth, and I made some noise, and he didn't wake up. And I was like, we both can sleep. And he'll sleep too. And she was just like, I don't even care. Let's go to bed. And like he slept, he slept for like five straight hours. And like we were like high fiving each other. Like we woke up and we were like, I'd go check on him, make sure he was okay. And he was just passed the fuck out. Like, yeah, exactly. And then now, now that kid sleeps through like an earthquake. Like, so you'll get to a point where your kid just like, he'll just be like, I'm tired. I'm sleeping. And you just make, you could be like having a parade and like symbols. And the kid doesn't even care. Eight and a half hours last night. Yes. He just slept, and I couldn't believe it, because he was having a hard time getting him down last night, but she got him down, and, you know, she did all all the stuff that um, I had found out, because she watched the DVD, too, so she could pick up on all the techniques, and uh, you called me this morning, and when I didn't wake up, (laughs) you were supposed (laughs) to... Two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed and, to start two hours ago. <laughs> and I, I go downstairs, and she goes, and, you know, he's just, like, sleeping on her, you know, just like a like a, a drunk college kid. <laughs> hey, so, and, you guys want to go play bags? Yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, are, are you ready for this? And I was like, what? Eight and a half hours. And I was like, oh! <laughs> Get it, yeah. It gets so much better. Oh my god! But you've hit that first oh. milestone. Hooray! Way to go, Ben. Um, so nice. since we don't get to do the podcast, and I don't get to have you on as much, um, there's a couple of things that we had talked about, like when we were planning on having you on, that you when you weren't able to come on, that we're going to talk about. One of them I talked about once before, but we're going to bring it up again. It's this silly, silly bitch in California. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, her name is Tara Schultz, and she's 20 years old, and she's from Yucaipa, California. Uh, so she decided to take a course about graphic novels in college. Mind you, she's going to be a, an English major. She decided that she decided after reading the syllabus that she was going to take this course, and she read four graphic novels that are actually considered to be some of the best of, of all time, and they're called Fun Home, uh, Why the Last Man Standing, uh, The Sandman Volume Two, The Dollhouse. Uh, and uh, Persepolis. These are all incredible graphic novels. If you haven't read them, I, I highly recommend it. I actually did some research uh, within the last couple of weeks and read all of these. Really enjoyed every single one of them. But this girl's trying to ban them because she feels that they were inappropriate. She, and this is what, it, what she said. When I took this class, I expected Batman and Robin, not pornography. She called them pornography, first off. Is, is there illicit... 
hot sex scenes. Oh, they're hot. They're super hot. Um, no, well, the Sandman. I, it's Neil, it's Neil I have Gaiman. Not read any of them? You haven't. You're the comic book guy. What the hell's wrong with you? Man, I got a baby. Yeah, that's true. Uh, pages. Come on now. Yeah. Um, Sandman Volume Two: <laughs> The Dollhouse is by Neil Gaiman, and Neil Gaiman, as you know is uncensored like he just he doesn't censor himself he's just like alan moore like uh frank miller big proponents that censorship is wrong and that you should be able to express yourself in any way shape or form yeah but the other thing with this too and this is what pisses me off more than anything else is that you're you're an adult now you're 20 years old you're in college okay not everything has to be an adult she can't even legally drink yet and she wants to tell me what pornography is? Come on. Exactly. Like, it's... It, it just... It, it pisses me off because these are all great things. And, like, not only that, all of these books got approved by the school. So it wasn't just, like, some rogue teacher, you know, shooting from the hip, being like, we're gonna read whatever I say you were gonna read, and you're gonna like it, even though there's wieners and butts in it. Um, I mean, he... I don't follow anyone's rules. It's not even my own. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a rogue teacher. I'm a loose cannon. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> like the the teacher, he taught the course uh, three terms without any other complaints. So three other terms before this had no problem with this, and he said she said that he failed to adequ- adequately warn her about the content of the books, and the father of this idiot said, "Well, if they put a disclaimer on this, we wouldn't have taken the course." Like. Why? But it's in the friggin' syllabus. It says what the books are. You can look them up if you're going to be that much of a prude. Like, well, it's it's not described because people obviously don't think, you know, just like she does. So obviously there's something wrong, and she is. It is now her mission as uh, as an ungraduated college student to let us all know everything about her life experience. Yeah, on part. And not only that, her that father. What pornography is? Maybe her dad should talk to her about, you know, hey, why do you know what pornography is? And she'll be like, I don't know, Dad. I watch it all the time. And you know, he'll be like, Well, that's kind of messed up. Maybe you got daddy issues and you got, you know, problems because you're sexually abused. Because like, really, Re- really, like that's where you're gonna go. Well, you're, the worst gonna... part about it is, is one of the books, Persepolis, is a is written by an Iranian woman about her experiences in Iran. And for somebody to say, oh, well, this is pornography. Oh, this is inappropriate. This is real life. This is real shit. This is what happens outside of your little white bread world in California. Yeah, where social rape happens and men are let off the hook. Exactly. Because it's the woman's fault. Really? That's what she gets. It's her fault. She was being ready. You're going to call it porn, and you're not going to look at it as a woman championing herself coming from Iran and getting it published and still being alive and not being murdered. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's no. Let me let let me give you this girl's quote no. too. This is what she said: "I hope to practice law and perhaps become a congresswoman further down the line." Why is she trying to be an English major then? Because she's an idiot. But either way, like if she even runs for Congress, like and she gets voted in it th- this world will at that point have decided that it is no longer interested in trying to create anything great because like if this is the kind of person that you're going to let make decisions and laws like that's frightening yeah yeah it's just it's just horrible and like 
I understand that, like, there should be disclaimers on everything, but there is a disclaimer. It's right on the front of the book, and it says that it's mature. Like, it tells you, hey, this is mature content. Or, you know what, if you start reading it and you don't like the stuff, you say to the professor, hey, look, I'm offended by this. Is there anything else that I can read? And I'm sure the professor is like, hey, yeah, sure, I, you can read this, you can read this, you can read this. There's all these other things that you can read. Because he would be okay with saying, I'm personally offended by this. Instead of waiting until after the course was over and then doing an interview with a newspaper and being like, oh, I was offended and my delicate sensibilities. Yeah, like... She wanted to have them removed from the library as well. Yeah. Like, she was looking to, like, you know, like, 1942, like, ban, ban this shit. And I exactly. was like, really? Well, like, not Where's, only that, she's saying that she wants to be a congresswoman and she wants to, like, Fahrenheit you know, 451? Which one? Yeah, Fahrenheit 451 was the burning of the books. Thank you. Know. She, she, based, well, she didn't want to burn them, but she would probably be happier if they were. Yeah, I mean, with a last name like Schultz, too, of German descent. I mean, it's just frightening. <laughs> Because, like, last culture that loved burning books, Nazis. So, I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, and maybe that's how she talks, too, because I've never heard her talk. Maybe she's like, yeah, me, uh, we need to get rid of these books. They're awful. They're nearly pornography. So they should all and be banned and lit on fire. Jews are on doing all the pornography. It's terrible for the children to see. So they must be destroyed. Just... <laughs> we are looking for the Ark of the Covenant. Have you seen it, Fräulein? <laughs> Fräulein. <laughs> we are going to open it, and it's going to melt off all of our faces. It will be excellent. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and if you were a little kid when Raiders of the Lost Star came out and you watched it, it scared the bejeebus out of you. Yeah, it's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, this girl needs to be, like, just punched in the back of the head or, like... Like that, that's that's what's frustrating more than anything else is that there are people out there who are just like they can't just say hey I personally don't like this so I'm not going to read it no they have to be like this is good for no one no one should ever read this ever this is horrible yeah. like I mean I I really want to ask her be like have have you ever heard of Watchmen have you ever read it yeah do you know that there's rape in there too. Well, of course she hasn't read it, man. Well, she was expecting, there, she was expecting this course to be all about Batman and Robin. Is there rape depicted in any of uh, in any of the four that were on the list? Um, I'm pretty sure Dollhouse, the the Sandman one. There was something in there about that because it's it's Neil Gaiman again, you know. Like, and I'm I'm sure with all of those, it's there were a lot of scenes in there that were very intense. Um, I'm not going to go into great detail because I, I mean, still, you guys need to read these. These they're they're great, um, but there's a lot of scenes in there. I mean, especially with the one about Iran, like about Persepolis, like that was, it, it, like you said, you know, that that's part of their culture and it's horrible. And it's you're never going to change things or make things better if you just sidestep the issue and just be like, oh well, this is bad, so we shouldn't talk about it. Like it's, yeah, like why the last man standing, for instance. That one is, and let me read this over real quick. Maybe that might have like an excessive nudity or something from what I had heard, but there's uh isn't there like a tribe of women that's like it's basically like the the Futurama episode, you know, like Death by Snow Snow? Like <laughs> Death. Oh, by Snow Snow. Yes! Baby no. it'll blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't it I'm pretty sure there's like a, a tribe of women that are like that. But well, it's 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 female centric and it's like they 
right? Yeah. Well, because what it is yeah. is like. So how is that any different than like the Amazons? The, all the men go but sterile. The problem with the Amazons using men as you know, uh, basically just you know like a like an insemination tube, and then like being done with them. Well, she just she, they it's basically like all men go sterile, and they're they're like, oh crap, what are we yeah. gonna do about the future? Like, how are we gonna have babies? And it's. It goes from there. I mean, it's it's really... I mean, I was really impressed with that one. I wasn't expecting that one to be as good as it was. It says, A mysterious plague has killed every man on Earth except York Brown, who is somehow spared. Uh, this is the pro- uh, provocative premise of the comic series whose first five okay. issues make up the book. The sole Y-chromosome survivor um, is an amiable, headstrong young man, the son of a U.S. congresswoman, and it, as it happens, an amateur escape artist. So it's... He, like, ends up getting protected and, like, moved all over the country, and they're trying to, like, well, how do we make more babies kind of thing? And it's... It was just really, really interesting. Sperm and save it. Yes, exactly. Every sperm is sacred, Ben. Just All like Monty Python sperm. said. All Same. of the sperm. But, um... Dude, yeah, wouldn't it's... that be like, a, um... Initiative 66 or whatever from... Episode 2? From from Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> you just killed like everyone. We're just making, you know, more of the same. The Django effect. It's all Django. It's <laughs> just gonna make change. Yeah, we're just gonna call him Django. It'll be fine with, like, his, with his crappy Australian accent. Like, yeah, like, and they, thought... they had to force it into the trilogy too. They were like they had to change yeah. all the lines that Boba Fett had, make him sound Australian. Yeah, like what? I mean, isn't the Emperor supposed to be smart? Like, really, he was just like oh, what? One man, one man's genes. <laughs> something. Who's a halfway decent bounty hunter? I want that one. <laughs> something. Like, something dark side. <laughs> Did he just look extra shiny in the suit? Like, is that... <laughs> I don't, I don't Emperor had a, The Emperor had a thing for him, because that's what the dark side is. is he had a thing for helmets. The that's dark side. Helmet, you know? He loves helmets, yes. And the crappy face mask? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see that theory <laughs> that um, the Darth Vader hired Boba Fett to kill... Um, or to find the droids, and he was the one that ended up killing Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru? It was Boba Fett that killed him. That is so much cooler than what Lucas wrote. Yeah, but not only that, too. It explains why in Empire Strikes Back, when he's got all the bounty hunters there, he points to Boba Fett and he goes, I want them alive, no disintegrations. Because he disintegrated Owen and Beru. Yo. Mind blown. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um. I but mean, it was, like, and they were saying that it was all an accident. Like, he wasn't supposed to kill them. And he was mad because Vader was like, yeah, why'd you kill them? Bounty hunter, you know, mistakenly killed them. My bad, I forgot. He was probably, like, interrogating them. Then he was like, well, F this. I'm going to light them on fire because I'm Boba Fett. I'll do what I want. They'll answer when they're on fire. That, that'll <laughs> that'll give them clarity of mind. You know, they'll be able to easily answer questions. Or maybe, maybe Uncle Owen called him out. And maybe Uncle Owen was like, hey, aren't You're you... You're just a uh, bit the- Aren't you the template? You find me like a man, like we do on the farm. <laughs> you take off that mask, pussy. Future man. Oh my god! I told Andy about that, and I got Andy doing the future man voice now too. So you'll have to listen to some of the other podcasts. But we just—oh my god—he he picked it up really well because he's from West Virginia, so it was like natural for him. Yeah, but like we did the future man thing for like twenty minutes. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out that the Duke's of Hazzard's General Lee Carr is made of adamantium, 
In fact, it's the only card that cannot be destroyed because the only other thing that could destroy Adamantum is more Adamantum. So, therefore, the card is indestructible. Woo! Duke boys. And therefore, since that Confederate flag is right on there, South Carolina rise again. You know, praise <laughs> Jesus. We hop. We hop. Take it off. Can't take it off. Ain't going nowhere. What, you going to sand right? it off? Right. You can't say nothing off Adamantium. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Gotta go to Detroit, get yourself an Adamantium mill. Get that shit real hot. <laughs> Ain't gonna work. Detroit's in ruins. We gonna have Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Robocop will take it off. And then he we won't remember his family. Well, they can't put him in the suit. He did that crappy voiceover for, for Batman Dark Knight Return. I saw that shit on that <laughs> directed DVD garbage. Put it in two parts. I gotta buy two. Some bullshit. <laughs> RoboCop don't even remember what happened. His memory was erased. He doesn't even remember being Peter Weller. RoboCop, more like RoboCop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I love Future Man. He's my favorite. <laughs> Pre-programmed robot Future Man. Robot. <laughs> the only way to destroy the General Lee is to go back in time, find the original General Lee when it was just a regular car before it was encased in adamantium and destroy that. But you can't do that because Terminator went back to protect the daggone car in the first place. That's Stupid. right, Sarah Connor drove it. <laughs> it's on that, that TV show, Connor Files. Right? Fuller Scully? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we are so retarded. Uh, that sounds like a better show than what they did. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I think that this is like our next thing. It's just Future Man coming up with crazy stuff. It's like, um, remember the I, I told you about this like years ago. Um, when I was working at Blockbuster, me and one of the guys that worked there, Ed, we came up with like this whole thing with Gary Busey. How like Gary Busey was like insane, and he would just say like crazy things that didn't make any sense, but in fact, all of those things were true. And that his teeth weren't actually teeth; they were like the Venom symbiote suit. They like joined to his face and like made him insane. But it's also telling things that nobody would actually believe. So, like, for instance, he, like, goes off on these tangents, and he's like, so there I was in Barstow, California. It's 1987. I was drinking with a reanimated corpse of Jimi Hendrix. So me and Hendrix are sitting there, and we're having a bet about which one of us could uh, win in a fight. And then all of a sudden, Clint Eastwood walks in. Well, little known fact is that Clint Eastwood's face is made of a very interesting material. It's so weather-beaten and worn, it's the only thing that my venom symbiote teeth cannot bite through. And, like, we just went off on, like, we had, like, it, Eastwood shows up, and he's got, like, the impenetrable face skin that he can't bite through with his crazy teeth. But also Billy Idol is there. And Billy Idol, Billy, we were talking about how, like, Billy Idol was, like, in his 60s, but he was, like, ripped out of his mind. And we were like, how is he so ripped? And we were like, well, because he drinks all the time, so he's throwing up, and he's got, like, these, like, massive ab muscles. But because he's thrown up so much, he can't have a conversation with anybody without, like, puking a little bit every single time. So he was like, hey, I'm Billy Idol. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, you, you're able to sing entire songs. Well, that's the only way I can talk is if I say, <laughs> So he has to start singing in order for, like, him to carry on a conversation. Like, or he starts puking. Right, <laughs> <laughs> In the midnight hour. <laughs> oh, I'm Billy Idol. <laughs> oh, we had Lou Diamond Phillips show up too. Just just because. Because well, like, mean, at one point... Why wouldn't you? Well, because remember when like it was big like for everybody to quote uh, Dane Cook because he was funny for like 20 minutes? Oh, yeah. And he talked about how 
he talked about how like if somebody kicked in the door, they Van Dam kicked it open. And we yeah. were talking about that one day. Somebody had looked like they'd try to kick open the office door at the Blockbuster, but they didn't kick it really hard. So they didn't Jean-Claude Van Damme kick it. They kind of Lou Diamond Phillips kicked it. And wow. Like, and that just kind of grew from there. It, like, it's like, it, it's, yeah, it, you know, because Lou Diamond Phillips sucks. Like, <laughs> he's not bad. He didn't, you know, he's not Lou bad. Lou Diamond Phillips. But he's no Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know? Like, oh, hey, who do you want to open like- it? Who do you want kicking open the door? Jean-Claude Van Damme or Lou Diamond Phillips? I mean, come on. Like, uh, Tony Jaa, that's who I want kicking open the door. <laughs> he wouldn't kick it open. He'd, like, fly across the room with his knee and, like, shatter it. Yeah. At, Jaa. like, subsonic speeds. <laughs> Chasing after another stolen elephant that he'd have to go return to a village. And save the elephants. All of the elephants. Again. Oh, Tony Jaa. You're the best. <laughs> I don't know why he hasn't, like, exploded into, like, the next great, like, action star. He was am- He's amazing. Well, it's because he went nuts after, uh, uh, he did a, I can't remember which series it was, but he, uh, it, it got turned into a trilogy. I think it was Angbach. Yeah. Um, and, cause like they didn't follow in a chron- chronological order. Um, I think like the, the sequel was like some weird like pirate descendant or something like that. And... And so, like, the, they were jumping back and forth, like, through time and stuff, and uh, it took forever for the third one to come out because, like, he he was, like, screw it and, like, went into the, like, woods for, like, a year or something like that, like, over in Thailand and was just, like, smoking weed and <laughs> just, like, I, I think he was, uh, like, he just really got... You know, he got hard over, like, his own ego, you know, and was just like, yeah! <laughs> yeah! And just, you know, just was all violent. That, that's what I read. Like, he he had creative issues with, like, some of the directors and, like, yeah. some of the, like, their Hollywood people and was like, fuck it, I'm Tony Jaw, and, like, just went away. And then they, they found him and they had to bring him back. That's, that's how they knew that he was a legit action star, is that he had that accent after all the the first two Angbach movies. Fuck it, I'm Tony Jaw. I'm gonna do what I want. Y'all didn't know yeah. I'm from the future? Future man. I came back just to save all the elephants. That's And, and he was going to take him back to the past, so... I had the surgery to make me look like I'm not a regular crazy cracker bread white boy uh, so that I look like I'm an Asian action star, uh, martial arts master of all sorts, you know, high-flying news I... and such. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got a converted... Uh, it's a rickshaw, but the rickshaw's got a one of them uh, daggone... Uh, Flux capacitors. So if I can get that rickshaw up to 88 miles an hour, then I can go back in time. Which is hard because, you know, you're carrying it by hand. So, I mean, very few people can run 88 miles an hour. He's not Chinese, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm rickshaws in other places than just China. Racist? God, Ben. I know it sounds racist, but I know, like, they had, like they typically use a lot of, uh, like, scooters over in Thailand because it's Fine. a lot more... It's it's more it's more condensely packed yeah. over there, and it's like easier. Fine, a scooter. I put a flux capacitor on a scooter. Put a rickshaw on the back to carry all my stuff. Future Rick- man, I'm gonna okay. use that rickshaw whether you want me to use it or not. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. Right. What did I say? <laughs> you said scooters are a big thing. And scooters. It's a it's a scoot shaw. Scoot shaw. <laughs> <laughs> 
That should have been your son's name instead of Parker. It should have been Scooter. Scooter Shaw. Scooter Shaw. For a long time, for a long time, Ben's uh, fake name was Rick. Rick Shaw. Um, that was my, hey. This ties in with GC uh, GGR because that's where GC Rodriguez came from. Um, when we had, we were both working at Game Crazy and we were coming up with stupid fake names and we called that one night because remember the power had been out for like six days just some oh, crazy crap. Yeah, we called the electric company and we gave them our phone number for the store and they were like, "Is this Mr. Rodriguez?" I'm like, "Yeah, Game Crazy Rodriguez. That's who this is." And like. <laughs> You laugh. Oh, and you're just, like, you're like, that's like, the greatest bro, fake bro. name ever. Game Crazy Rodriguez. <laughs> oh god. And I was like, all right, well, if I'm gonna be Game Crazy Rodriguez, what's your fake name? And you were like, Rickshaw. <laughs> well, I got that because my friend uh, Joe Delegata, he's from Massachusetts, like right outside Boston, and I met him at the Cubert School, and and he's he's hilarious. He just he is hilarious. And one day it was third year, and I was I was coming back in, and I was stupid tired. And he, he, without blinking, he just looks at me, "Hey, hold on, I got I got to get out of future, man. You gotta get into Boston Delgado mode, okay? Don't come in here with your ankle. Hey, if your name was Rick, do you know what that would make your last name? Shaw. You could sign your name Rick Shaw." And I looked at him, and I was like, Joe. And he was just, he was enjoying his own joke. Like, he was just like, <laughs> Rick Shaw, <Shore, laughs> you can draw a little cut right behind your name. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like oh a God. stamp. <laughs> Rick Shaw. <laughs> Dude, it would be wicked awesome. Wicked awesome. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> this is the same guy though that when they were calling uh, roll in class said, "Here I am, rock you like a hurricane," and then laughed for like twenty minutes, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> he he knew it was funny. He loves his own shit, basically. And he didn't. You know, I mean, it's it's funny, and yeah. everybody else laughed too. But if they didn't laugh, he didn't care because it was good. <laughs> like, why why aren't you laughing? laughing? Like, that's what <laughs> he's not ashamed. He's like, laugh along, you asshole. <laughs> I like how we've spent, um, this has got to be at least like 40 minutes now that we've been talking, <laughs> and we've really talked about nothing, but this is probably one of the more entertaining well, podcasts that I've done. That, that stupid chick that was like, I want to be a graphic novel, because it, it's a beat with like Cinderella, and and if and if there's a possible picture of a dick, it should be stamped out and not allowed. Like I whatever. Dicks should be illegal. Illegal. Illegal dicks. Dude, that that would be an awesome name for a punk band. The Legal Dicks. The Legal Dicks. The Legal Dicks. That is a very good name. We're the Dicks. Illegal Dicks. They gotta play like this. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a podcast, and you guys can't see it. Just imagine that commercial, the Shake Weight. That's pretty much the same thing we're doing right now. Ah, shake weight. <laughs> She's in on it. She loves the shake weight. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been fun. This has been a blast. We will try to see if we can squeeze more Ben Shaw time into these podcasts because he's such a blast to have on here. Uh, but that's going to do it for Mike on the Mic. Again, oh, that's Mike. 
pirate is sleeping, this should be able to happen much more often. Now that your, your boss is sleeping, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your drunken baby boss. Hold on my call, but it's just my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, I took a nap, I'm still tired of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> for GGR Pirate Radio, for Mike on the mic, uh, uh, this is Mike Lunsford, uh, and this was Ben Shaw. Say goodnight to everybody, Ben. Goodnight! Take it easy, guys. This has been a GGR Pirate Radio Network production. Woohoo!